Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Kimberly Osgood, your host for Smart Money Moves, and our topic today is selecting the right structure for your business. Our leading lady today is Ms. Angel Cade with Executive On The Go. Good afternoon, Angel. How are you? Oh, good afternoon. I am doing well and I'm excited to be here with you. Good. I'm so, and I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, absolutely. This is a great opportunity platform and a wonderful conversation that you're leading. Right. Okay. Well, today we will be focusing on the areas of business structure and women entrepreneurs. So first off, tell us about yourself, your business, and how you got started. Thank you so much. Um, again, I'm Angel Cade, and uh, basically I uh, started this business 20 years ago. And um, in this, when I think about starting this business, it started from a place of, you know, adversity, a place of need. A lot of times when we are, you know, just kind of journeying through our path and figuring out our purpose, we don't realize that sometimes it's in loss, it's in hurt, it's in, you know, a lawsuit, it's in, you know, all of these things where sometimes we discover what we're meant to do. I remember uh, probably about 25 years ago my last job was with an accountant, and I was a controller at a firm. And basically, um, there was they were running an IPO, they were raising money, and lo and behold, they weren't in compliance. And all of a sudden, everything around me started to crumble. The security of the job, the, um, you know, the security of what I thought was the future that I was building. Everything now uh, became, began to crumble around me, and I actually ended up not only um, leaving that job, losing that job, but I won a labor board case. And when I was going through the process of fighting for the monies that were owed to me, the clients that I had been working with started to look for me. They started Mm. to ask my colleagues and other vendors that I was working with. They were like, hey, you know, Angel was working our file. We still want to work with her. And at the time, I didn't realize that I had value in the marketplace. I didn't realize that people would pay me outside of the firm that I was working with. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, it was like the world stood up and said, you know what, you have something valuable that we want, and we want you to service you know, us. And so it's in that process where I realized that, you know, I could offer something to the world and begin to have clients of my own. And so that became the beginning of Executive on the Go. Hmm. 
Wonderful. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. You're right. A lot of times people do start businesses out of a need or out of a hurt. You know, some tragedy or something happens and it it kind of tells you what your purpose is. So that that's good. Yeah. And so Executive on the Go is the name of your business and basically you help businesses set up their structure, right? Yes, and so um, originally, you know, executive on the go was exactly what it sounds like. It was me, you know, really being that executive on the go and filling those gaps and supporting, um, you know, our clients. But over the years, I realized that people wanted and needed structure. People didn't mm-hmm. realize what they had or why they had it. You know, they would get incorporated. They would mm-hmm. form LLCs and just didn't know how to use it. You know, getting certifications, building business credit, engaging in relationships, protecting assets, separating liability, just all of the things that attract us to structure, but a lot of people don't, you know, follow through in mm-hmm. making sure makes sense for their journey in business. So those are the things that I took pleasure in, not only explaining and applying, but making sure that our clients understood how to use it. Mm, Okay. So since we're going to be focusing on setting up the business structure, it's important that it's done the correct way the first time, right? And uh, so (laughs) so briefly tell us what some of the different structures are and how they impact, what the impact is on a company achieving its financial goals. Well, you know, there's a direct path to, you know, it helping to achieve your goal. A lot of times we don't realize that that structure you know, really houses the vehicle of the business. Mm -hmm. You know, when we create the business, if we can think with the end in mind, the exit strategy, the thing that you want to do, whether it is building the business for acquisition, building the business for franchising, building it as part of your retirement strategy, you know, building it because you're going to be licensing pieces of it, whatever it is, making sure that the framework, the structure can take you there. So some of the differences, um, you know, very common differences are uh, corporations, and corporations mm-hmm. come in a few different flavors. You know, there is the the top corporation, the ones that go public, the big business, that C corp that's completely mm-hmm. separate and and indemnified. Then we have the subclass of small business corporation, which you have to elect to become, which is uh, exactly what it is, a small business corporation. It has very specific rules. Um, in terms of the amount of stockholders and things that you can do in it, but it's it's very you know convenient for small businesses to have that status so that you can take advantage of the uh, tax benefits that are allowed at that level. Then another type of structure, which is very, very common, is the limited liability company. The mm-hmm. reason why it's very, very popular now is because they are they tend to be easier to form. They mm-hmm. take on the characteristics of its owner. So what that means is that if there's one owner, the IRS automatically disregards regards it as a single member entity. If there's two owners, it automatically gets treated like a partnership. And in 
in any other realm, it can apply for a classification to be recognized as a C or S corporation. So as you can tell, it has a lot of flexibility in terms of how it can be treated for taxes, and it gives you the protection of the, uh, of the corporation. But the problem with it is that a lot of people don't really understand all of those differences, so they don't tend to select or lean into the best fit for them. But it's a great structure with a lot of flexibility and creativity when you apply it correctly. And then, um, of course, uh, some people are sole proprietors, and so they mm-hmm. register trade names or assume names, which doesn't have the protection, but it gives you a little bit of a distinction so that you can receive checks in an alternate name or test or, or be able to see if a business is even going to be viable so that you can upgrade to those other structures that warrant the tax return and annual fees connected to them. And then the, the last one would be a nonprofit. You know, a lot of people do have philanthropic, you know, uh, clauses at heart and want to form nonprofit organizations, and those are formal structures as well, able to, you know, receive money, be in contract, own property, and also build credit. So it's still business. It's just that the Profits have to be, um, you know, focused and, and reinvested into the mission of the organization. So there's lots of opportunity. And I do want to mention that, um, that there are a lot of new types of entities that are, that are being, you know, that are evolving that create a hybrid model between profit and nonprofit. There's B certifications, L3Cs. So we're in a space and time where the the communities and cultures and are, are demanding something different in terms of transparency from businesses for businesses. So just keeping an eye out for that as we see more creative ways that people are engaging in business. Okay, great. Now, what are some of the common pitfalls that you see small business owners fall into? I would say that it is, it's really, um, you know, having to make a, a, a ch- an abrupt change in the structure because initially they didn't select the right one. So an example would be, you know, you're looking to appeal to venture capitalists or you're trying to uh, create uh, an offering that you can appeal to investors. And investors might want your entity to be a C corporation out of Delaware. But mm-hmm. you, you know, you decided that you were going to do it you know, um, a different way or you didn't consult or consider what was going to appeal to who you were going to target. So I would say that uh, we see a lot of people have to take a, a lot of extra time and resources because they didn't do it the, the right way the first time. They now have to adjust, convert, change, and lose time because they didn't take the right structure. We've seen people want to raise money with uh, appealing to investors, and they needed to have stock, but they started off as an LLC, and now they are going through the process of converting from one structure to another, which, again, adds to the time and resources that it demands to make sure that it's done correctly. So just as much as possible, making sure that uh, you've considered your goals 
your vision, mm -hmm. your exit, so that you can make the, the right choice. I would also say another pitfall, especially for women entrepreneurs, is, you know, depending on the nature of your industry, is not getting your business certified as a woman-owned mm. business. You know, there's a lot of certifications that are available through different agencies, through the SBA. There's AA certifications, SBDC certifications, just wanting to, you know, make sure that if there's available funds, if there's available contracts or bids or things that you can connect to, you want to be able to receive the money. You want to be able to access the accounts. You want to be in the running for what's available. So I would say a pitfall is leaving money on the table and not going after everything that's available to you. Oh, okay. That's Now, um, just in case our listeners may want to reach you after our show, how would you like uh, our listeners to contact you? I would say the best way to contact me would be to go to our website. That's execonthego.com, E-X-E-C, onthego.com, and there's a little tab on our site that basically says book a consult, you know, and you can schedule a, a, a free session where we can discover, you know, just kind of, you know, dive into uh, maybe some options for you or answer some questions that you might have, or maybe you already know what you need. All of it is right there available on the site, and you can visit us anytime at execonthego.com. Okay, great. Um, now, before that, you were talking about one main pitfall, particularly that women do, is they don't um, get their business certified. And when you're doing that, you're actually leaving money on the table. And, and that's good because I never thought of it in that way. I've been reading articles about how a lot of small businesses are being started by women. They're the fastest um, uh, uh, Women businesses are kind of the fastest that we're seeing out there. And so do you find yeah. that the bulk of them are really not certifying? Do you know what the percentage is? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is I, I'm not sure of the percentage, but I do know for a fact that we are, as women entrepreneurs, one of the fastest growing sectors. And, you know, when you look around the the business, you know, uh, community, we are um, we are stepping up and in a way that we haven't before. And what's happening is we're seeing this rise of women leaders, and we're seeing mandates across the corporate culture where women are now um, not only uh, invited in the room but have seats at the table of what it means to make executive decisions and allocations and what's, you know, necessary for there being an equitable, you know, environment for us to do business. And mm -hmm. so women leading is something that we're going to continue to see more and more of. And when you are certified as a business, that verification allows for, you know, major companies, government agencies to allocate in, you know, ensuring that they're diversifying, um, you know, profit opportunity. And so it allows them to say, look, we're participating, we're aligning with, we are, you know, doing our due diligence in making sure that there's, um, you know, that there's equity in the space for the women that are coming to the table to be a part of, of this, you know, framework. And so getting 
getting that certification makes a huge difference in not only verification, but also opportunity. When you're looking at um, whether it's, you know, buildings being built or, um, you know, uh, stores that are going into um, airports or things that are happening in your community, empowerment zones or, or different zones that were impacted due to the pandemic, just different things that are going on, there's an opportunity there for you to then put yourself into um, the space to participate in those contracts and that certification will allow people to identify you and for you to be on a list when bids or requests for bids and requests for proposals go out depending on the nature of your business. And it could be any type of business. So you just want to make sure that, again, you're in the right space. Oh, okay. So basically any type of business, you said. Yeah, there's um, whether when you think about it, you know, various types of business do business with other businesses, and so kind right. of thinking about whether it's whether it's a service, whether it's anything from uh, cleaning to product to widgets to events mm-hmm. to um, you know um, to consulting to teaching to you know all of these different things, you know, even collections to all of the realms of ways that business is done, whether you're landscaping, like you can be in contract with these other agencies that have a mandate on them to give business to what is considered a disadvantaged business, which would be a woman-owned, minority-owned, veteran-owned business. And so if you have the proper certification, you could be counted in that category and be able to access those funds because now you've got this client that is, um, you know, that, that's mandated themselves to, uh, to give you business. And so being able to, again, receive that money and be a part of that um, opportunity. Okay. Um, well, right now we're going to take a quick commercial break to recognize our sponsors. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be San Diego's largest private nonprofit university founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and partners. And Kimberly, now back to your show. Thank you. Uh, Welcome back to Smart Money Moves. And with us today is Ms. Angele Kay. She is the owner of Executive On The Go. And we have been talking about selecting the right structure for your business. And before we took the break, we were talking about a couple of pitfalls that people make uh, in setting up their business. One was not setting up the right structure where you'll suddenly have to make an abrupt change. Um, And then also a lot of business owners, particularly female business owners, don't certify their business. And when you're doing that, you're leaving money on the table because by certifying it gives you an opportunity to get grants and get funding and other um, important um, resources to assist you in your business. Uh, And that's very good. I never thought of that before, that a lot of people do not certify their businesses, particularly women. Um, And hopefully the listeners in our audience will understand that maybe some of them never thought to get certified, and so now they'll do that. But uh, moving on, um, one thing I want to ask you is 
What are three strategies that you would like to share on how to build a business empire? <laughs> oh, I love that. That is a great question. And I and I love the word, you know, empire. I think a lot of times we go into the space of our business and we play too small, you know, as women entrepreneurs. Just be just I wanted to I want to serve uh this opportunity to remind you that you are building an empire, you are building something for legacy, you are building something for your family, you are building something that has the option and opportunity to live beyond you because this is something that can be licensed, this is something that can, uh, you know what I mean, have transcend time. And so being able to know that you're building something that uh, definitely has the ability to, you know, have this great perpetuity of its existence. So three strategies I would want to share on how to build that is also is look around in your business and make sure that you are protecting or licensing or trademarking or copywriting the things that you are building that have value. Do not uh, minimize the things that are unique to you. If you have a business, you have a logo, you have a name, and it's unique, you are building a brand in the world. Protect it. Certify it. Register it. I can't tell you how many people create something and they just put it out there but don't protect it. So I would say the first strategy I would want you to employ is to look around your business and see what's able to be protected, unique, or registered to you. There is value in what you've created. And if at some point in the future you want to sell this business or, or do a valuation on the business, the more intellectual property you have, the more things that are connected or unique to it, it, the more valuable it can become. And so just keep that in mind. I think a lot of people, you know, negate to look around at the things that could be, um, you know, valuable that are intellectual in their business. Um, the second strategy I would say is also looking at your business as, although it's a small business, although you might be a solopreneur, although you might be a mompreneur, although you might be a parallelpreneur, meaning that you've got your job and your business, no matter what type of entrepreneur you are, you still have the ability to create big business. So one um, strategy that I'd want you to employ is really begin to look at yourself that way. Because when you change the way you look at your business, then your business can begin to change. If you never put yourself on salary, if you never offer yourself benefits, if you don't take the step and leap of faith of bringing on a number two, if you don't build the systems and processes, then how will you ever give your business the opportunity to grow beyond you? Allow it to be bigger than you. Allow it to grow beyond you because the moment you do that, now you've got a business that's duplicatable. Now you've got a business that can expand. You didn't just create a job. Remember, you're building an empire. So to do it, you want to begin to treat it like it, uh, relate to it that way, and begin to put the, the practices and things in place. And the last strategy that I would want you to, um, you know, connect to is what it means for you to build your business credibility. A lot of times when, when I see people start their business, 
you know, everyone's just calling their cell phone. They're still using their Gmail. When you are entering into this realm of being an entrepreneur, look at it with all authenticity and think about what makes it, um, you know, what makes it credible, viable, you know, scalable in the world. So begin to think about the business credit or credibility that you're that you're that you're building. So that tax ID number, that unique entity can now be in relationship with vendors and with, um, you know, with the clients and now with credit and with things like your cell phone and your internet and your car leases and all the things that you're doing in the name of your business. Do it properly. Make sure it's clean. Make sure it's separate. Begin to build it away from you. And those are the ways that you're going to start to, uh, you know, move towards building your empire. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Excellent points you're making. And um, uh, just in case, let's ask another time, just in case, you know, you've given really great information, and I'm sure our listeners are really eating eating it up. (laughs) So just in case our listeners want to reach you after the show, again, how would you like our listeners to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me is uh, go to our site. That is execonthego.com. E-X-E-C, onthego.com, and please, there's a button on the front of the site that says click to consult, and you can schedule an appointment right there where we would do a free consultation where we can discover, explore what's best for you, and even if you already know what you want to get or know what you need, you can find it right there on the site. And there's also, at the bottom of the page, there's ways to connect to us and subscribe to our community. So I'd love, love, love to connect with you out there. So feel free to connect with us on our site, www.execonthego.com. Wonderful. Um, Now, what advice would you give others that you wish uh, would have been given to you? (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, it's so... there's so many things, but you know, it, it's funny because when I when I think about this question, what comes up for me is like, gosh, you know, if I would have known ABC, then maybe I wouldn't have gone through, you know, DEF, and I wouldn't have become, you know, XYZ. So, so you just kind of look at your experience and think, gosh, you know, did I have to go through it? But, you know, I I believe that a lot of times we have guides and we have mentors that are able to, you know, help us navigate so we don't have to hit our head as hard. We don't have to go through it as tough. It doesn't have to cost us as much money. And I really believe that mentors are you know, uh, you know, really, they're they're like cheat codes, you know, to the game of business and life in a lot of ways. And I would say, uh, early on, I I wish I would have valued or someone would have told me the benefit of really networking from a place of looking for mentors that were already doing the work I wanted to do, that were successful in various areas, that already had the temperament and habits that I was yearning for. You know, a lot of times we, I remember for me, you know, I just thought, well, we're we're competing or, you know, I'm getting there and I'm grinding or I'll figure it out or, and there's people that are already there, and if they, you just ask, if you just tell them what you need, they could easily sit down, give you the information, give you, give you the guide, or, or open up the door, or, or, or you know, offer you a seat. 
you know, right into the spaces where you need to be. So I wish early on I really, I, I would have understood the value of mentorship mm-hmm. and networking from a very strategic place of what it would have meant to give me some insight, information, encouragement. You know, everybody out there isn't trying to, you know, you know, stomp you down or, or you know, everyone out there isn't looking at you as this, you know, um, you know, competition or that you're in mm-hmm. the way. They're exactly there are really other people out there that that care about That's the right. betterment of us as a whole. There are mm-hmm. people that want to see you win. There are people that are ready to cheer you on. There are people that want you to go, you know, that could see potential in you and want you to push far beyond what they were even able to do. You know, and I really appreciate that in, in this season of my business, and I wish it was something that I would have grabbed onto a lot earlier and a lot sooner. I know I would have saved myself a lot of headache and probably a lot of expense if I would would have just been open to the mentorship, the conversation, and the guidance and didn't think that I already knew it or that I had to figure it out for myself. Right, yeah. That is important that um, everybody isn't, doesn't find you a threat. You have people that are really willing to help you. And that's really what I love about CWI, Connected Women of Influence. You know, the ladies that I've met so far seem to be very giving and they're very supportive. Uh, You know, Michelle and everybody else, they seem like they really want to reach out and help you, and that's what I like about the organization. Um, Because, you know, not everybody's going to look at you as a threat. Not everybody's going to try to withhold their information because they're scared you're going to, you know, you're going to be competition for them. So, but that's good advice. You know, look at the importance of networking, mentorship, and network strategically. Um, mm-hmm. Now, tell us briefly about, I know you've had some, some accomplishments. Um, tell us some of the things you were Connected Woman of Influence, President's Award winner in 2020. You've done quite a bit. Yes. Us, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh. I loved, um, you know, just like you just said, I love Connected Women of Influence. I actually uh, was nominated and won the President's Award um, before I even joined the organization. And it was just such an amazing um, experience. You know, I was able to be interviewed. I shared, you know, um, with an illustrious list of other nominees. Um, Everything was just done so professionally. Um, Michelle is just such a visionary and leader, and just to see how it all came together, it was a beautiful experience, and honestly, that really opened up the door and guided me towards, um, you know, standing in a very proud membership that I have now, so, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just a really great thing to be a part of, and I was really proud and honored by uh, winning that award. Um, You know, 2020, um, you know, was just such a year for, you know, really the the world. And and during that year, I was able to, you know, connect to uh, awards by uh, an international organization called uh, She Inspires Me Award. Mm -hmm. I co-authored a book called Quarantina and Beyond. And it was really uh, insights and stories from entrepreneurs all over the world in how we adjusted during the the, the quarantine, quarantine, the worldwide mm-hmm. quarantine. And so the book actually became an Amazon uh, international bestseller wow. called Quarantina and Beyond. And so doing things like that. So it was really, really exciting. So it was a great year, and I'm, I'm really proud and honored 
about yeah. the accomplishments. You are a wonderful lady. I've been I've enjoyed speaking with you. You have quite a list of accomplishments and and um you seem to really be focused with your business and you seem to be someone who can really assist people and I hope people do call you and try to get some assistance in setting up uh the structure of their business. Uh but uh we that's all uh, that's our show for today. And uh, I would like to say thank you to Angel Cade for being our leading lady today. And a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. And we'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. and Fridays at 2 p.m. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.